we're, shift, we're shifting into a different part of the service, but it's all good. Amen? One of the things we want to do is we want to stay in that flow of the Holy Spirit and what he is desiring to do. With saying that, we have a few things that we do want to do. We want to invite Pastor Anwar to come up, and we want to invite him to say a few words. He's going to speak and bless, and Pastor Anwar is going to be returning to Pakistan, and he's going to be leaving directly after the service, and we, we love him, and he, Apostle Frank is his father, and he is our brother, and he is a man of God in this house. The nation of Pakistan is where he's been called. And if you've ever seen anything that's going on there, it is a tremendous work and ministry of God. And so we're honored to have Pastor Anwar with us. Pastor Anwar, come. He's going to greet. He's going to greet and say a few words, and then we're going to have prayer for him. Good morning, everybody. Give a big hand to my dear father and boss, Holy Spirit. Welcome in this place. Thank you, Jesus. I am so happy today because God opened door back to go Pakistan. And uh, first of all, I am missing my father, Pastor Frank, and Mom Lorley. Give a big hand where they are, and they're watching live service. We love you, Pastor Frank, my father, and Mom Lorley. And God bless you and use you supernatural where you are and doing God's kingdom work. I appreciate you and your love that you have for me and my family and Pakistan. And Touch Heaven Church is my family, but I am doing all glory we give to Jesus. So I am going in back. Please remember me in prayer, me and my family. And last, uh, last day, we have uh, a persecution in Pakistan in uh, Shalkot city. One uh, Sri Lankan non-believer man, he is the journal manager in uh, Pakistan in big factory. So the people of uh, factory allegation on him he persecute against the Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad, and then they all factory workers beat, beat him very badly, and then tortured, and then burned with the fire in Pakistan in this factory. So but where we live, there is also lots of persecution. People have many challenges. All Christians sometimes feel very fear to live there because they feel if any false uh, false things put on any Christian and, and uh, they mark them, he done against anything Prophet, again, Prophet Muhammad, then Christian also, many people are in the prison so that you remember also these prisoners, those who have false allegations and they are suffering long time in prison of Pakistan and I am going back 
and remember me also in prayer and we are uh, god put in my heart when i go back i give uh, like uh, pakistan many people they lose the jobs and they have no jobs we every sunday last month we start all the offering we get the all offering and we distribute the all families those who have no jobs and i am going back and my heart we give more and more family help in the food and to living and so that you remember everybody in me also prayer i am so thankful pastor patty also to you and pastor frank and mom lorley they already supporting for pakistan to take the gospel i i uh, i am touch heaven family because my father is pastor uh, pastor frank he loved me so much and i love with him so much and i am so thankful also uh, jimmy and jimmy wife and also pastor don and don wife and pastor rob and mrs rob uh, and also cheryl and all the church member my family that you love me and remember me all the time in prayer and today mighty woman of god pastor patty is very fresh fire because i i am preacher i feel when she preach i am so blessed so pastor patty thank you very much what you are doing for touch heaven for me i am so thankful to you also mom lorley and pastor frank thank you very much i miss but we see soon in jesus name god bless you and love you so much love you all amen we want to pray for you we want to pray for pastor onmar before he leaves pastor ralph would you come up and and kim pastor cheryl i don't know where she's at uh jimmy if you want to come up and agree in prayer also we're just going to i ask pastor ralph to pray Pastor Cheryl, would you come, please, as Pastor Ralph prays for Pastor Almore? And I'd like every hand extended, and let's bless him. Bless. We, we already heard what he's going into, but how many know that God is greater than all of that? And he will protect and take care. Amen. Father, we thank you for this man of God, this brother in Christ that you've given us here at Touch Heaven to be a part of this body, what represents the body across the nations. Lord, this morning when Pastor Patty was talking about hearts being healed, I saw you depositing hearts in the hands of Pastor Anwar in Pakistan, hearts that are hurting, hearts that are concerned, hearts that are full of fear, hearts that have busyness disrupted. Lord, we know Pakistan's a country of about 226 million people in a small territory. It's a small place. It's a packed place. It's a, a compressed place, Lord. We thank you for this man of God, the gift you've deposited inside him to heal a nation, not through his, his own works, but through the Holy Spirit and the gifts that you've deposited them in them, Lord. We thank you for those gifts being increased right now, being magnified right now, exponentially 
being supernaturally supersized right now to receive these hearts that you're going to place in his hands. Not just hearts of those of Pakistan, but even hearts of those of Afghanistan that are coming. And a wrapping that's going to take place through Pastor Anwar that's going to bring in a larger family. Not a new family. There's a family already there, Lord. But it's in a family that's going to expand because the love of God is going to be shared. And as he reaches and touches many people, even through those that help him, Lord, we thank you for the dreams and visions that are being placed in those hearts around, Lord. Fear the God being deposited in those that would try to persecute those that are a part of his family. We thank you for a holy fear that's raising up right now against those that would come against Pastor Anwar, the work he's doing, but more so your name, the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. We thank you that those that come to try to persecute or make false accusations, Lord, will fall into their own traps. That those they try to set traps, that those they try to dig holes, that those they try to push into corners and try to try to get in a negative light, Lord, that they'll be exposed for who they are. But as that exposition comes, Lord, that the the true light will be shown over all those that Pastor Anwar touches. Lord, I thank you for the hearts that I'm seeing deposited in his hands even right now, Lord. I thank you that your heart is in his hands. Pastor Anwar, I see his heart, the Lord's heart in your hands right now. Be careful where you put your hands. You're putting the, the heart of the Lord on them. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you right now for the multiple and mighty blessings that you're going to do through Pastor Anwar. Bless his family, Nita and the children, Lord. Bless them and all those that come to his help, all those that come alongside and raise his hands. Bless them, supernatural increase in their family restorations, in their finances, in their health, in every area that they, they've touched and declared belongs to you. Thank you for the increase in those areas. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. We're going to flow into just a little bit of business right now, which is going to be the announcements. Amen. We're going to make it quick. We, um, for those who aren't, are not aware, uh, Sue Vitelli's funeral is going to be held here at Touch Heaven on Saturday. And I believe um, it's going to be from 11 to 12 is going to be viewing. We would like to find out or ask for those that could help with uh, greeting and ushering if you would come probably about an hour before that and just kind of be at the doors and help people to navigate in and, and through to come into the sanctuary. And we also could use a little bit of help downstairs with some setup and some cleanup after uh, they're deciding to have a luncheon, so we could use some help for that. Um, also, we want you to know that um, there's going to be men's ministry and a new creation woman is going to be resume on January the 8th. We're not going to have it this month because we're going to have the luncheon, which brings me to the next point. The 11th is Sue Vitelli's funeral. The 12th is Touch Heaven Christmas Luncheon. So we want to invite, as you can see up there, we'd like you to bring a dish to share. Uh, Sammy, Sammy Media is going to be sharing. How many heard him last time? It was really good. He's going to be sharing. And then, um, and Pastor Lorley, I think, is tag teaming. I think she told me that. So um, we're going we're, we're gonna to enjoy that. And then we're going to go down and have some fellowship and a meal. So we would like for you to be here for that. Please, there's sign-up sheets in the back for both. 
Um, the Hendersons do have prayer, Dr. Bing and Karen, on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month, which will be December the 8th and the 22nd. Um, you can also see them for that time. And uh, Christmas Eve candlelight service, December 24th, it begins at 5 p.m. It's probably gonna be five to six, and it's, it's always a beautiful time. We shut the lights and have the candles and glorify the Lord. Who won't wanna be there for that, right? Uh, and then gifts for kids, Pastor Cheryl's doing a collection, so if you would like to donate uh, a gift for some children, you can see her after the service. And as always, um, you can go to smile.amazon.com to order things for Christmas. Youth ministry, see Pastor Leanne and Alyssa, and that's not happening right now, right? So... Okay, so it'll be probably in January. Amen? Praise the Lord. So we're going to go ahead. I know it's a lot of business, and hang with us online because we are coming to the word. Yes. I'm sorry. Sue's funeral is at 10. So if you're going to help, it's 10 to 11, Tyler. So if, so if you're going to help, um, with greeting and setting up. Could you please come and be at the church at 9? Thank you. You can see me afterwards for volunteering. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to take care of business because then we're going to really go ahead and go into the Word and have a time. As, as, as Pastor Frank did last week, and we missed him. How many missed him? Pastor Frank and Laura Lee, we miss you. So we are going to uh, take the offering. He did it early, and I'm going to follow suit today. So if you're online, you can give online. You can give through PayPal. You can text to give. Um, you can mail a check. It doesn't matter. And if you're here and you need an envelope, would you please raise your hand now? Okay, no envelopes in the house. We do have some We do have some locations in the back of some boxes. You know, I was thinking today, I, I want to share this as, as they're collecting. If you have not had your offering collected, can you please raise your hand? Bless you online. Thank you for all of your giving. For everyone that supports, for Linda, for the foremans, for... I mean, if we go on to mention, you know, we, we love you, Pastor Chuck. We're, we're praying for those that that, you know, also need a touch in their body. I just got a, a request from Gary McDonald. Father, we just lift him up to you, Lord. Now we ask you to heal him now in Jesus' name, Lord. So we want to thank you for the, for the giving and those that are online. But I did think of something when we were going to prepare for the offering to receive it. And I'll pray over it once we're done. So if you want to hold that, Art. You know, when, when we didn't have a lot in our family, you know, we, my husband lost his job, and we didn't have a lot. And, and I remember going to church, and not, if there's no condemnation, but God would lead me. I would empty out my wallet. I would just open it up and empty it out. I mean, if it had a bunch of pennies and nickels and quarters, because we all, there was a lack, and we learned that for the blessing of the Lord to rest upon us, as scripture tells us, that, that he tells us to give, and the windows of heaven will be opened. And he honors giving. And so with that, I remember needing an electric bill paid, and I took every cent I had, and, 
and I just dumped it into the offering. And I went to the store to just buy one or two things that, that I was able to buy. And when I looked down on the floor, I saw a pile of money, and it was folded. And I, I had been praying for, to pay my electric bill. And when I looked down there and I saw that money, you know, I l picked it up, and, and it, was, it was $80 or $90 or something. And my electric bill was like $80. And so I took it, I looked at it, and I said, well, it's not mine. So I took it to the office, and, and it was Sparkle Market on Mahoning Avenue. And they said, well, if nobody claims it in three, you're turning it in? And I said, yes. And they said, if nobody claims it in three days, you can come back. So in three days, I went back, and nobody claimed it. So God, out of a few pennies in an offering, paid the electric bill. Amen? And sometimes it comes down to that. But you know what the real key is? The real key is obedience. Obedience locks the, locks the doors to blessing. It's not sacrifice. You know, he doesn't want our sacrifices. He wants our obedience. So let's obey the word in giving and, and in all avenues of our life. Father, we just ask you right now, bless this giving. Bless those who gave, those who couldn't give. Lord, bless each and every one, as Apostle Frank always says, equally, Lord, because your grace is sufficient. God, unlock all of the doors with the keys that you have given us, Lord, for prosperity, for healing, for blessing, because it's not just about money. So bless it, Father, in Jesus' name. Use it for your glory and your kingdom, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everything's out of the way, so I hope you were hanging with us online. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Thank you so much. So, praise God. So, everybody's waiting for the word? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I love that because, you know, I was telling Pastor Ralph I'm between two, two messages, so we'll just see if it's going to be a combination or... We'll see what the Lord has, right? So I was, Father, by your spirit, Lord, all by your spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way in this house. Minister as only you can. Bring revelation, insight, understanding, encouragement, healing, words of wisdom that we need, revelation out of your word, and let it flow, even in that prophetic vein, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So... You know, we've heard a lot going on in the world with all of the things that are happening. And um, I'm not going to go there, by the way. I'm going to stay in the lane that I need to stay in. Praise God that we prayed through, though, in this house and other houses of the Lord concerning what was being uh, presented before the Supreme Court. And we need to continue to pray for that. We need to continue to bombard, declare, and trust the Lord for an overturning in the Supreme Court in the law of the land. Amen? Amen. Okay, so I'm going to be in the Old Testament today. And um, Kim, God bless her heart, Last week, I told her I was going to minister on Jehovah Nisi, and, and it probably will come in a little, but she went ahead, the servant that she is, and brought her and Ralph brought this up, and we may go there and we may not. Hello. So anyhow, <laughs> but praise God. So I want to talk out of the Old Testament. I was studying, um, and, and it has somewhat to do with 
uh, Jehovah Nisi, of course. But I was studying out of the book of uh, Exodus, and I was in uh, chapter 16, and I was in chapter 17, and um, and then, you know, the Lord just began to speak to me, and he and he spoke to me concerning Jehovah Nisi, and he was speaking to me concerning um, what. Uh, what, what was going on in Israel at the time. And, and when, he, when he did speak to me about that, how many know Jehovah Nisi, it means the Lord is our banner. And he's my banner, and he's your banner. And when we study the scriptures, we see how the Lord brought deliverance to Israel. After 400 years, he brought deliverance. He destroyed their enemies, and and he brought them and, and continued to bring them into the land that he had promised for them. We in this house have heard, and it's been declared over and over again, about where we're going to that new place. You know, God is taking us to the place of new. And if we allow him, he will not only lead us, guide us, and direct us, but his banner not only leads us, in the spirit realm, but it covers us in the places that we go. Now, if you ever watched old cowboy movies, you see that, you know, they had the American flag or, or even war movies where they held up the banner. And we see that in the natural. But, beloved, we have a banner in the spirit realm that is, is seen by forces that we sometimes don't have an eye to see. You know, they see the banner of the Lord and his covering over his people. And so when he's doing that, he's proving to us that no matter what situation we're in, no matter how impossible it looks, his banner, by the way, and, and we heard a song, his banner over me is love, but I say his banner over me is his, is his power, it's his victory, it's his refuge, it's, it's all-encompassing, because if we took that banner and we put it over ourselves, the forces of hell are seeing something different than we might be seeing with our physical eyes. We have to learn that we have to walk in that spirit realm. It's not in the realm of the natural that the victories are won. It's, it's in the realm of the spirit that the victories are won. And what the enemy tries to do is he tries to steer us, distract us, cause us to have offenses, be jealous, move in the things of the flesh. And when he gets us in the flesh realm, then it's hard to see in the spirit realm of what God is doing because our eyes are only focused on here. But when the Lord went before Israel in the wilderness, as Moses led them out, I found it very interesting when you look at Exodus, I'm going to give you some scriptures so you might want to write them down and really pray over them. From the time I was saved and began to minister the word, the Lord always took me to the Old Testament to, and gave me revelation out of the Old Testament, not because I, I'm Jewish, not because I studied the law, because I didn't. But he would give me insight and revelation out of the Old Testament to bring to the church to apply in the now. And that's, that's always been a part of who I am. And so the Lord took me back to that. So if you go to Exodus chapter 16, I want to read this. And beginning with verse 33, we're going to follow a timeline, 
but we're going to see the revelation of what the Holy Spirit is trying to say. That has been my prayer all morning. Lord, just let me bring it out and by your spirit and, you, and deposit it into the people. Exodus 16.33, And Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar and put an omer full of manna in it and place it before the Lord to be kept throughout your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it before the testimony to be kept. Now listen. And the sons of Israel ate the manna 40 years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate the manna until they came to the border of Canaan. Israel was traveling, and as they traveled, they were fed by the Lord. He gave them everything they needed. But what does that verse say? Until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. You see, because when we come to a leave an old place and begin to go into a new place, there's a provision shift that takes place. You see, God closed down the old because he was bringing them into the new. And so as a part of that, you know, their dependency, first of all, their dependency was on Egypt. Can't, can't we go back to the leeks and the garlic? Their dependency was on Egypt. Then they came out with a mighty outstretched hand, and their dependency was on the cloud by day when the Lord sheltered them when they went through the Red Sea, and they were depending upon the Lord to a point only. Because they came against the leadership because it didn't go their way. And so that's what happened. And so then they're coming out of, and they were delivered from, and now they're 40 years, and, they, and manna wasn't enough, so they got quail. And then they, got, they, they had manna and quail, and the Lord provided what? If you read the next chapter, Moses hit the rock. How many know with, that, with the, with the um, staff that he had carried authority? It wasn't so much, it was all, it was a symbol, it was symbolic authority of what God had given him. It was an apostolic authority that God had given him. And so it was okay, it, it represented something to the people. He has a staff, he's leading us, and, and hit, the, hit the rock with the staff and all of a sudden, or speak, remember the other time it was speak to the rock. My point being, by the Spirit, is that when that was happening, they were still grumbling, but still they had had provision. Now they were going to enter into a new time and a new season where God was developing some backbone inside of some slaves. You see, the slave mentality, even though God was, had marched them through for all those years, there were still some parts that were still there, that now they couldn't have, they didn't depend on Moses, they didn't de and, and they didn't depend on themselves, they had to depend on the Lord, truly on the Lord. So I want to read this scripture. They came against, Moses had actually in chapter 17, I'm just going to go over it, and then we're going to go to the next verse. 
He named the place Massa and Meribah because the people were saying, we don't have any water. And listen to this verse. Verse 7 of 17.7, it says, And he named the place Massa and Meribah because of the quarrel of the sons of Israel. Why? Because they tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us? Now, if we notice the things that have happened in Exodus 17, we discuss that there's complaining to one another, there's quarreling with leadership filled with accusations. There's questioning. And what was the questioning? Well, first of all, it was we have no water. Moses, it's your fault. And then it was this, God, where are you? When we get in the midst of making changes and God taking us from one place to another, sometimes it becomes hazy in the journey. But it doesn't mean that God's not with us. It becomes hazy because we can't actually see where we're going. It becomes like a denseness, like, okay, Lord, this stopped, even like Elijah at the brook. The ravens brought him food and cared for him. But there came a time when it stopped, and it was time to go somewhere else. And that's where God wants to take us in the spirit. He is removing the old and bringing in the new. And the way that that happens is when we follow his leading and we allow him to take us to that place, listen, whether we see it or not. We cannot, in this day and time and season, we have to legislate from the spirit realm. We have to call those things that are not as though they are. Even when Moses was leading the Israelites, and even when they said what they said, God still manifested his power. You see, he's going to do it for us because it's who he is. He's always going to supply for us. Now I want to go to this. In Exodus, Exodus 17, beginning with verse 8. Now notice something. Israel came out. Israel had to enter a physical battle but there was a spiritual covering. They didn't see the spiritual covering. They didn't recognize the spiritual covering right away. Who is our covering? Our covering is the Lord. Who is our banner? The one who goes before us. It's the Lord, Jehovah Nissi, our banner. His banner, this, the, the song said, his banner over us is love. Okay, well, I said it before and I'll say it again. Ultimately, God is love. Why does he do what he does? Because he loves us. Do we fully understand the love of God? I declare, no, we don't really fully understand the love of God. We need a deeper revelation of the love of God because when we have a deeper revelation of the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, then that very reality of who we are will permeate into the earth and will win people by the love. For God so loved the world. It won't judge people. It won't condemn people. It won't put people out. It won't justify sin. Because love, you can't justify sin in love. You either got a whole heart or you're half-hearted or a little bit of heart. 
But the Lord gave it all, freely, fiery, to us. Now look, verse 8. If you go back to Genesis also, you're going to see that Amalek is mentioned. Actually, in the book of Genesis, it's mentioned because of um, Abram. There's a lot about Amalek in the, in the Bible. In verse 8, it says, Then Amalek came and fought against Israel. Okay, so out of nowhere, right now, they already had a manna shortage because that stopped. They were moving into a land, the land of Canaan, which, by the way, borders, if I'm not mistaken, because I did a little study, borders on Israel, on the one side of Israel. So they were entering into the land of Canaan, but the first thing to meet them was a, was a battle, a physical battle. Now here are people entering into a new place, and Amalek was mighty warriors, and they're entering into this new place. What are they doing? They are taking the territory and the promise that God gave them. He gave them the promise of land. When you read in the book of Genesis, Canaan was mentioned, and the Canaanites were mentioned as driving them out. So this was already the promise. So they left the old, they moved into the promise, and they were instantly faced with a battle. You see, they had to see the, have the battle first because they had to know that in future battles, in future battles, the Lord is their source, their victory, their, their banner. They had to know from the beginning of stepping out of the old and going into the new that they would not be alone, that God had already given them the victory. Now they had to war through it. Now can you imagine, these are people that are beaten down. I thought about this, and I thought about it in the church room, and I'll tell you what it is. You have Moses and her and Aaron, and we're going to read that. So you have them. You have Moses sitting. You know, as long as he held up the staff, you know, they were winning. As long as his hands were in the air, they were winning. Pretty soon he got tired. He, he had already asked Joshua to go take some men. Now picture this. Moses is the leader. He needs help on the side. They come. They sit him on a rock. I like that because our rock is Jesus. They sit him on the rock. He's sitting on the rock, the rock of ages. He's sitting on the foundation, the rock. And then they hold his hands up. They're alongside Aaron, representing priesthood. Her, an elder, a dedicated man coming from the tribes. And then he says to Joshua, Joshua, get some people and send them out there. Go and take them to war. Go fight Amalek. So Joshua does. He chooses people and he goes. Do you think he took all of the men? He couldn't have possibly taken all of the men. He took the men that were warriors to go on the front line. He didn't take them all. Why didn't he take them all? Because he had to leave people to protect the women. 
He had to leave men to protect the flock. He had to leave men. He had to leave um, men to protect the children. The children, the, the mothers are protecting the children. The, the children are, are under that protection. A man over them, taking care of them. He had to leave people on the outskirts so that not everyone went into that battle, but everyone profited from the battle. Everyone received from the battle. Everyone got a vision from the battle because the Lord led them. The Lord showed them and proved himself strong in the midst of their battle. The Lord proved himself a victorious warrior in the midst of the battle. No matter what we're facing, beloved, you think this is hard? It's going to get way harder than this. People are stumbling and crumbling, grumbling, People are just going by the wayside because it's so hard. You know what's hard? Hard is getting up every day and trying to do it yourself. That's hard. Resting. We have been learning about resting. Resting in the Lord in motion. We can have rest. We can have rest in our spirits even when we're moving in God. We should. So what happened? Well, he dispersed them. And the Bible doesn't tell us that, but when I was praying about it, I said there's no way that every man went out in that battle. There's no way. And that even is in the church, beloved. We have people that, that you know, they're assigned in church ministry. We need some errands and some hers to lift up arms. We need to pray for our pastors. We need to pray for leadership. Why? Because in this house, online, if you're watching, we declare it over you as well. We are going from the old to the new. And it, do you think God is measuring time? Well, I told them I'm going to go from the old to the new. So in one week, in two days, three hours, we're going to cross over. No. What we have to be is in the timing of the Lord. We have to be in his moving. And the way that we're in his timing and his moving is just like Ezekiel said, a wheel within a wheel within a wheel. We have to move. In him we live, we move, and we have our being. God is wanting to extend not just grace, grace gifts. God's wanting to extend our borders. And you know what? We might think, well, I can't go here, I can't go there. There's no, there's no, there's no difference in the realm of the spirit. I could be in my kitchen praying for somebody that's across in Africa. We have to take, we have to not be carnally minded. And we also have to come alongside. Do we want to see expansion? Expansion. Do we want to see thy kingdom come, thy will be done? Then it's the body of Christ aligning itself with the perfect plan and purpose of God to do the work that we're called to do in our lane, in our sphere. Nobody's saying step out of this, although there's times I've stepped out and, and had to do things that I didn't want to do, but they needed done. It's all kingdom work. When we stay in that realm, there's that order. Just like Joshua, just like Moses saying, Joshua, you, you pick some men. And that's what he did. So he didn't pick them all. He picked some. 
And they, those were the warriors that went with him. Now look at this. In verse 9, so Moses said to Joshua, choose men for us and go out and fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will station myself on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. A representation of the authority that was given to him by the Lord when he, let, when he went to Pharaoh and when he, let, when he was um, the instrument and the apostolic instrument to move Israel out of bondage. Notice. Sometimes we think, well, the staff, it's this staff this way, and it's held up with both hands. Doesn't that even just speak of surrender? Lord, you know what it speaks of? Lord, thank you for the authority that you've given me. I receive that authority and that dominion. But my hands are extended because I know it has nothing. I can't do it. Only you can do it. His hands were extended in surrender. And do you, think for, do you think his hands were extended upward like this or his hands were extended over the battle? See, I think his hands were extended upward. I don't think he had to go over the battle because the Lord was already over the battle. I think his hands were extended upward, and he was probably thinking in his mind, Lord, it's only what you're going to do, because otherwise we're going to be defeated, and, they, and your people are going to be destroyed. So you brought them this far. Do you think he just sat on the rock and had his hands up? No. He was, had to have been declaring. He had to have been declaring the Lord's name. He had to have been declaring what God had already done. He had to be declaring uh, the almightiness and the victory of the Lord, and that's what we we should do, no matter how it looks, we should be declaring his victory over it because we don't serve a, a dead God. We serve a God who is alive, who is able, who wins every victory. He wins every victory. There's nothing too difficult for the Lord. So it says, and Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So it came about that when Moses held his hand up, that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. And I'm not going just by hand because I believe he, ha he didn't just do this. Some of the teachers in the house are questioning, but it's okay. But Moses' hands were heavy. Then they took a stone and they put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side, one on the other. Thus his hands were steady until the sun set. So Joshua overwhelmed Amalek with his, with his people and, and Amalek's people with the edge of the sword. Now this is what I want to say. This stood out to me. Verse 14. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this in a book and a memorial. We need to remember what God has done. We need to revisit the things and the miracles. Where have all the miracles gone? That's another message that I have. Because even Peter's shadow healed people. Where have all the miracles gone? The Lord said to Moses, have, 
Write it down, because it's going to be a memorial. Write it down, record it. It wasn't just recording it for here. It was recording it so that the acts and the grace and the power and the glory and the awesomeness of God, of what he does for his people, is written. And not only is it written, but it is subscribed in the heavenlies. So it doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter if we got kids are out on drugs. It doesn't matter if they're living in their car. It doesn't matter if they rebel. It doesn't matter what the Supreme Court is thinking. All that matters is that we trust the Lord and we allow him, him to be our banner. We allow him to go before us. We allow him to cover us with his blanket of his presence. And we move in that cloud. We move in that fire. We move in that glory. And we go to the place that he's called us to go and when we're in our lanes and we're looking at one another we're not saying I wish I had that lane I wish somebody gave me a Sunday we're not saying that we're saying you can do it come on we're in the front lines here we're gonna go we're running a race together I'm gonna encourage you I'm gonna lift you up I'm gonna pray for you I'm gonna say use your gifts I'm gonna be there for you because we all succeed together we all press on together by the Lord's power and through his outstretched arm. And the scripture said, and I love this part, and this is going to be part of my closing. In verse 14, I have a lot more, but I'm not going to go there. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this in a book as a memorial so that it's remembered. And I like this. And recite it to Joshua. Recite it to Joshua. Why did he say, recite it to Joshua? Do you think that Moses knew that there was going to come a time when it wasn't going to be him. That there was a baton that was going to be passed. I don't know about you, but I take a look in my family and I think about which one is it, Lord? Yes, it's going to be all, but which one? Which one? is going to, has my spirit. Which one has, which one is going to stand? Which one's going to be the one to take this and keep going with it? Which one's going to be the one to ignite another generation? You see, Moses, I don't know, you know, Moses, the Lord was intimate with Moses. The Bible doesn't say, but the Bible says that the Lord spoke to him face to face. So what do you think God's conversation was? Do you think Moses knew that the time would come when it was going to be Joshua that was going to take the baton? See, Moses was the apostolic leader to take them out of Egypt 
and to bring them through and to shepherd them and to set up order where there were elders that cared for the needs of the people. Moses wrote down all the laws, and he was the great teacher. And, but when Moses came into having to deliver them from Israel, I mean from Egypt, he had already lost every bit of identity that he had previously. You see, he went from the old into the new. So he had to take on a new mantle. He had to take on a new covering because he didn't understand what it meant just to, he, he, he had already been out of Egypt. He had shepherded. He had worked with his hands. He had spent time in the wilderness. And all of a sudden, there's a burning bush, and it's time. What's that burning bush? It's a sign, Moses, that you're not staying here anymore. It's a sign that you're moving forward. Only we know what our moving forward is, and we only know it when God says it. So Moses, do you think? I, I, I think, I feel in my spirit that God spoke to him and said, you know, you're going to do all these things. Do you think it caught God by surprise that he struck the rock twice? I don't think so. I don't think so in the least. And so it was, it was going to be time for that baton. And as I said, I look in my own family and I think, who is going to get this Bible? This Bible that is falling apart, that's been redone twice, that's from 1981. Who's getting this Bible? Who's going to take that revelation and take it and move with it? So Moses knew from the Spirit of God that Joshua was going to have to take it to a new level. See, Moses couldn't go in and fight. As we see, he had the authority and the dominion. But Joshua was a man of war. So he was taking it into a new level. He was taking the people in to do what? Possess the promise. He was taking them in to possess the promise. And so, beloved... We have to know that we can't stay in the old. I myself personally am having a hard time cutting the old. To go. I understand how Israel feels because it's a lost feeling. Because you don't know what's awaiting on the other side. But you have one promise and we have one promise that the Lord is our banner. And that not only does he go before us, he hedges us in behind. And he deposits everything that we need inside. So today, no matter what you're going through, no matter how impossible, no matter how long you've been waiting, Pastor Jeff, God is faithful. And he will fulfill every promise and bring about every change. And it will come as it's already been prophesied and spoken and decreed. We usher it in in the timing of the Lord. And the old stays in the back and the new comes forward. So, has that message ministered to you today? It's been ministering been ministering to my spirit so I got 
the offering and everything, and I pray online before we call those who would want to come up front, which if you're standing on this side and you're saying, I'm in the old, I'm looking over there and I'm seeing some things, but I don't know, you know, how about move over here? Yep, the Lord is my banner and he's going to get me through that and there's blessing there and now I'm going to walk in because I'm supposed to be in the new, not in the old. That's in thought life, patterns, religiosity. That's in every realm. But you know where it's more so? In intimacy. We can't live on yesterday's manna. And we need to ignite our first love. If we lost our first love, we just need to ignite our first love. We need to say, Holy Spirit, fire. Ignite my love. Draw me with cords of love. Because sometimes, you know, even in relationships, it gets like that. It gets old and it gets stale. We can't have that vibrancy with God if we don't press in for it. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to pray for those online. I know you're not here, and we love you. We love you, and we thank you for being here. We thank you for calling Touch Heaven your home. It's a simple message, but we want to declare it over your life. No matter what you're going through, this church right now is praying for you. This church, these people, this body, we release blessing to you. We call you out of the old and tell you to come into the new. We ask God to heal your heart from brokenness and hurts. Those that have suffered loss, those that don't know, if it's ever going to be the same, I want to tell you it's not going to be the same but it's always going to be good. So in Jesus' name, we just pray for you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. We bless you. We ask God to prosper you, heal you, set you free, minister to you, put his arms around you and love you as only he can. You be blessed and let the power of God come now. Let it visit you where you are right now in your home. Let his presence come. And I see somebody crying and crying and crying. Let it go. You're being released right now. You're being released. Those are tears, tears of cleansing. Those are tears of, of releasing what you have been carrying. You're releasing it now to the Lord. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. And let him wrap his arms around you and swaddle you and be still and know that he is God. Father, we just thank you for this time. I want to ask, I just want the lights to go low just for a little bit. If you want to just come to this altar and you really just want to go before the Lord, I want to open the altar. I know that those online may, may not stay, and, and if you want to, please stay. Make your home an altar. Make your chair an altar. Make your couch an altar. I want to invite you today to come. Just commit it. How about you say, the Lord is my banner, and, and his banner is over me, and his banner is leading me and guiding me. It's no one going to pray, really lay hands on you, unless you need that, but, and you want that, and you desire it. But just stand in his presence here at this altar, because I can tell you that there is a power of his presence right here, right here. It's where you are as well, but it is just right here. It's just, it's, it's like a miraculous power, actually. 
It's like a miracle power. It really is. Heidi, how are you? My dear. It's like, it's a, it's a miracle flow right here. Like just of the gentleness, of the breeze of his presence. Oh, there's such a breeze of the presence of the Holy Spirit right here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can you do us do something for us, something soft? Thank you, Lord. The lingering presence of his spirit. speak intimately to you. healing hearts right now we're in that healing stream of his peace and his rest there are some heart hurts that the Lord is ministering to right now losses heart hurts 
woundedness. The Lord is ministering and healing hearts today. He's healing minds and memories right now. Things and words that were spoken, rejections, abandonments, blame, guilt. He's taking it all away right now. Just surrender to him and let him do it. The Holy Spirit is doing a heart work. In stillness. In stillness. He's making whole. In stillness, he's making whole. of his presence is resting upon this house. Thank you that you linger with us. And that it's good to linger in the presence of the Lord. Do a complete work, Lord. Let nothing remain undone. Father, I pray that we'll take this with us. And that, Lord, we will walk in it. And, Father, I pray that when we go to prayer, when we sit in our chairs, when we drive in a car, that you will visit with us and linger with us. That you will cover us, that you will minister to us. And, Lord, that you will heal us and you will visit us and you will speak to us. And that, Lord, we will have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to just be open to your presence. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Pastor Ralph, will you release us? the service. If you want to stay, you can. We're just going to close. Father, we thank you for the victories that took place even today at this very moment. You're not a man that's trapped in time. You don't get anxious by time because you're not restricted by time. You see the beginning and the end. And in that, you have a confidence and a boldness that secures us, that holds us, and that takes us from the new to the now to the next. 
So we thank you, Lord, that you're in all places. We trust you in all places. Be with us as we go. Bless this congregation here and online and all those associated with it, the families that are touched by this. We thank you for it. We send blessings, and we return blessings and glory to you, Lord. Once crucified, forever glorified, you are in our hearts and in the hearts of those that we get to touch. So we thank you for it. Send peace now in Jesus' name. God bless you. Good day.